0: Welcome to Talk for 12, a podcast hosted by the women at Orange Evangelical Church. These 12-minute episodes teach from God's Word and encourage and equip women in their daily walk with Jesus. Welcome back to another episode of Talk for Twelve, as we continue to explore what it looks like to have confidence in God for our past, present, and future. My name is Mel, and today I'm joined by Christy, who is going to open God's word with us and explore what it looks like to have confidence in God in the present in our everyday lives. Christy is a wife, a mother of four, and loves to start her day with a run. With four little kids, she recognizes that life is completely out of her control, and the only way to get through each day is to put her confidence in God, who is faithful in hand. Handling the everyday moments of life. Over to you, Christy.
1: Hi, I'm Christy. Let me tell you a story about Elizabeth Elliot. She was a woman with a great confidence in God, and her life shows us what living with confidence in God can look like. She was an American missionary, married to Jim, and together they served God in South America, in the jungle of Ecuador. One day, Jim and a group of other Christian men went deep into the jungle to reach a native tribe with the gospel. These people were then known as the Alka Indians. They thought that their white visitors were cannibals, and so soon after the men arrived, the Alkas speared them all to death. Back at the missionary station, Elizabeth and the other wives grieved the loss of their husbands. For most of them, Their time in Ecuador had come to an end. But not for Elizabeth. She stayed on, serving now as a widow with a young daughter. Two years after Jim's death, two women from the Alca tribe turned up on Elizabeth's doorstep. She invited them in. They lived with her. They taught her their language and asked her to go back with them into the jungle to live with the tribe. I can only imagine the trepidation she must have felt, the fear and distrust it's the kind of situation where the rubber really hits the road, isn't it? Where God presents us with an opportunity to trust and follow him, but where doing so would come at a great personal cost. Elizabeth had a friend who knew the Alcas, so she asked them what the potential outcome would be if she went. The friend said that the Alcas would probably kill her, take her daughter, and raise her as one of them. Elizabeth was horrified Here was God, presenting her with an opportunity to follow his command of going and making disciples, but at such a cost, what would she do? She counted the cost, and she resolved to go. Her confidence in God's eternal plan for her life, and the lives of the Alcas, was far greater than her fear of what she could lose in this life. And when she finally reached the tribe, she wasn't killed. She and her daughter lived with the Alkas for two years before returning home to America. What did she do during those two years? She translated the Bible into the Alcas' language. She taught it to them. She told them about Jesus. She invited them into a relationship with him for their forgiveness and salvation, and they accepted. The whole tribe was saved, including the men who killed Jim. Now, Elizabeth made some pivotal decisions during this time. Like her decision to stay after her husband had died, to welcome the two women into her home, to follow them back into the jungle, to work so diligently at translating the Bible. Decisions that required her to lay down many aspects of her life, like her safety, her security, her comfort, other opportunities to live out her potential, she laid them all down to obey God's command to love others. I'm sure she thought of many reasons to not go into the jungle, but ultimately, her decisions reflected her steadfast confidence in God, confidence to submit to His authority and obey His commands, commands to love others and go out and make disciples for Jesus. Her confidence saw her willing to lay down her own life for the sake of others. Today, I'm talking about how we as Christians— can demonstrate our confidence in God through the way that we live in the present specifically through how we obey God's command to love others elizabeth elliot is a great example of someone who lived with confidence in God one reason for her confidence is that she knew that God is faithful his faithfulness is unchanging and we see evidence of it throughout the bible but we especially see it in the gospel where God faithfully fulfills all of His promises to His people through the person and work of His Son, Jesus. In Jesus, in His coming into the world, dying on the cross and being raised to life again, we see the revelation of God's faithfulness. And so, our confidence in God in the present is partly based on what God has revealed to us about Himself in the past in Jesus. God has proved to us that He's worthy of our confidence. And so our response is to trust and obey Him. With the help of His Spirit, we submit our lives to His authority and walk in obedience to His commands. We obey not to earn God's favor, but to express our confidence in Him. One command that God calls us all to obey is in John 15 verse 12, where Jesus says, This is my command. Love one another as I have loved you. Jesus loved us by laying down his life for us at the cross. His love is selfless and sacrificial. In Jesus, we see the love of God. It affirms our confidence in him, and our response is to express our confidence through obedience. One way that we obey is by loving others as Jesus has loved us. Jesus' love is a costly kind of love. And so our love for others is costly too. It means sacrificing things that we have the potential to hold tightly to, like our time, our energy, our emotional energy, our feelings, our personal boundaries. For us as Christians, these are things that we should hold onto loosely and give up freely as we imitate the sacrificial nature of Jesus' love. I get a bit confused and feel a bit disorientated when I see Christians holding on tightly to these things. It can feel discouraging and it raises my awareness that even though we're Christians, we're not immune to having popular philosophies seep in and skew our perspective of how we relate to others. The principles that underlie philosophies like self love and self care encourage people, especially women, to make self-preservation their first priority and selfless love their last. I think of motivational quotes like, Love yourself first. You, more than anybody else, deserves your love and affection. Your happiness is your first priority. Self-love appeals to our selfish, sinful nature. It has no regard for the sacrificial love of Jesus. It flips the gospel upside down, Its principles depend on a self-confidence that we're supposed to drum up from within ourselves, rather than a confidence that we can peg on the faithfulness of a loving, sovereign God. As Christians, we need to be on guard against these kinds of humanistic philosophies, because they undermine the value of the cross, and they have the potential to lead us away from following Jesus. A little more on obeying God's command to love. In 1 John 3, verse 18, John tells us to not just love others in words or speech, but in action and truth. The gospel is the truth, and our love for others is the outworking of the gospel's work in our hearts. The gospel compels us to love others with the same quality of love with which God has loved us, sacrificial love, selfless, patient, gentle, merciful, forbearing, forgiving, John says in verses 18 to 21 that when we love others in this way, it's a sign that we belong to the truth. And this gives us confidence in our position before God. This is what my talk today really boils down to. Living with confidence in God. How can we tell that our confidence is in God? It's by our fruit. If loving others in action and truth is the regular pattern of our lives, then we know that we belong to the truth and we have confidence in our position before God. For Elizabeth, loving others in action and truth saw her go above and beyond to bring the gospel to the Alcas. Bringing others the gospel is the greatest expression of love, because it can bear fruit that lasts for eternity. In love, Elizabeth went to the Alcas, not knowing if they would kill her. In love, she gave up comfort and security Swapping a Western lifestyle for a shelter, a hammock, a mud floor, and a mosquito net. In love, she offered them her forgiveness. The Alcas knew nothing about forgiveness. They were a bloodthirsty tribe who frequently speared outsiders and each other to death. What they knew was justice, retribution, vengeance, violence. But when Elizabeth got to the jungle, she told them that she'd forgiven them for killing Jim. She explained that the reason why she forgave them was because her Creator had forgiven her. She shared with them the news of God's forgiveness through Jesus, and this became the catalyst for their transformation from bloodthirsty murderers to forgiven Christians who forgave others. Because she lived out her confidence in God through loving and forgiving the Alkaz, they now placed their confidence in Him which they passed on to their children, their grandchildren and their great-grandchildren. By expressing her confidence in God through her obedience, Elizabeth gave witness to the love of Jesus, which resulted in the salvation of many. Confidence in God sets a pattern in our lives of trusting God, obeying His commands and loving others. What a relief that we don't have to drum up confidence from within ourselves, but instead can peg our confidence on a faithful God. What a relief that we don't have to decide how to live, but can confidently live under God's authority, trusting and obeying His commands. What a joy that we get to express Jesus' love to others, laying down our own lives in action and truth. I hope that Elizabeth Elliot's story has given some helpful, practical examples of what living with confidence in God can look like. Her ways of loving others were not extraordinary or reserved just for famous missionaries. She simply loved others as Jesus had loved her. In whatever situations God presents to you each day, take them as opportunities to express your confidence in God through loving others as Jesus has loved you.
0: Thank you, Christy, for that reminder that living with confidence in God in the present means choosing to live in obedience to Him, following His commands, and loving others each day. I'm going to pray now that God would help us to do that. Father God, help us to have confidence in you, knowing that you are faithful. Help us to express our confidence in you through daily obedience to you. By your Spirit, show us the areas of our lives where we are not being obedient to you and your word. Guide us to make changes, throw off any sin that entangles us, and walk in faithful obedience to you. Amen. Please join us next as we hear from Jan about why we can have a sure and steady confidence in Jesus for our future. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Talk for Twelve. For the show notes and resources of this episode, or to email us, visit the podcast website at oechurch.org.au forward slash talk for 12. That's the number 12 in numerals 1, 2. Thanks for listening. We hope you join us next time.